0: This is Party on the Peninsulas, your weekly update on the people and policies leading Michigan, with Michigan Democratic Party Chair Lavora Barnes. Welcome to Party on the Peninsulas, your weekly report from the Michigan Democratic Party. I'm Lavora Barnes. The word this week breathtaking. After 40 years where Republicans called most of the shots in state government, for the last six months, Democratic majorities worked with the Democratic governor to enact a people first agenda. The results are truly breathtaking. This week's podcast focuses on a review of all that's been done. Headlines seem reserved for the bad news, dysfunction, corruption, scandal, controversy. Government that is working well usually doesn't make headlines, but it did this week in the Detroit Free Press, which recounted our successes, some of them bipartisan, but many of them happening despite united Republican opposition. It is up to us to remind the people around us of all the good things that have happened with the Democrat-led state government. We will look back on that progress this week with one of the leaders of our state house, Detroit Representative Stephanie Young. But first, an update on the week's news on policy and politics in Michigan with Dorian Tyus.
1: Here are some of the stories on politics and policy we're following this week. Even as the Federal Reserve continues to raise interest rates to slow inflation, the US economy continues to grow. The nation added 209,000 jobs in June, the smallest pickup in jobs since December 2020, signaling a slow but still strong labor market. The unemployment rate fell slightly to 3.6%, according to a Bureau of Labor Statistics report released Friday. Fueling the payroll gains was the government sector, which added 60,000 jobs in June, but still remains below its pre-pandemic levels. Healthcare, a centerpiece of pandemic recovery economy gains, added 41,000 jobs, driven by increases in hospitals, nursing facilities, and home health services. Construction also saw strong gains, adding 23,000 jobs, despite rising interest rates that have made buying homes more expensive. The moderate job gains combined with wage growth will probably lead the Federal Reserve to resume interest rate hikes this month. The central bank has raised borrowing costs 10 times since last year, but held them steady in June. Average hourly earnings accelerated last month, rising by 4.4% over the year to $33.58 an hour. Fed policymakers are closely monitoring wage growth because they worry that fast-rising wages will hamper their ability to bring down inflation at 4% last month. Climate change is proving to be all too real. Three times in the last week, the planet recorded record high temperatures. The week is rated as the hottest on record. The planetary average hit 63 degrees Fahrenheit, surpassing the 62.9 degree mark set Tuesday and equaled Wednesday. The Grant Public School District in West Michigan is ending its contract with a health center inside of the district's middle school. The decision came months after some parents raised concerns about a student-created mural at the clinic, which they claimed featured LGBTQ plus symbols. Grant school board members voted to terminate the district's contract with Family Health Care, which operates the Child and Adolescent Health Center. The decision will go into effect in 90 days, said mural artist Evelyn Gonzalez, a student at the school, quote, had put my art up there to make people feel welcome, end quote. The mural is inside the middle school's health center. Some of the things that parents address were a transgender flag on a person's T-shirt, a symbol which Gonzalez says comes from a video game, and another symbol she says is a Hispanic sign of protection. The complaining parents allege the video game character is a depiction of Satan and that the protection symbol is demonic, with several using the word witchcraft to describe it. As for the transgender flag, one parent implied it's a sickness. The mother, Danielle Bright, said, When adults pretend things that are like real life, it's a mental illness. We need counselors. We need medication that's going to help bipolar disorder Fix their brains, end quote. Prosecutors investigating supporters of former President Donald Trump, who pushed to obtain voting equipment in Michigan after the 2020 election, told a judge in May they're examining multiple crimes spanning multiple counties, according to a court transcript obtained by the Detroit News. The Oakland County court records reveal a months-long legal battle playing out over an ongoing probe by D.J. Hilson. The Muskegon County Prosecutor. Hilson was selected in September to decide whether charges should be brought against nine people who allegedly engaged in a conspiracy to gain improper access to voting machines after the 2020 presidential election. The nine include former GOP attorney candidate Matt DiPerno, Berry County Sheriff Dar Leaf, and former state representative Dare Rinden from Lake City. It's been revealed that former U.S. rep Pete Holkstra, one of the most vocal critics of the push to bring a Chinese battery manufacturing plant to northern Michigan, lobbied a decade ago on behalf of a Chinese lumber and plywood company. In public statements and media appearances, Holkstra has railed against Goshen Incorporated's project in the Big Rapids area and has emphasized the threat he believes China poses to the U.S., the former Republican congressman and the U.S. ambassador to the Netherlands also has been listed as a member of the board of directors for the Mecosta Environmental Security Alliance, which is formed to fight the Goshen factory. This is the mentality of China, Hoekstra said during an April 18th press conference. Businesses are there to serve the interests of the government. The interest of the government is the Chinese Communist Party and their agenda. But Hoekstra has been less outspoken about his past work for the Chinese company, which has been described as the, quote, the largest stock plywood and wood veneers manufacturing in China. The company is a direct competitor of a major Grand Rapids-based employer, Universal Forest Products, which employs 15,000 people worldwide. A new poll from Data for Progress shows 61% of voting-age Americans support President Biden's latest effort to cancel student debt. The president announced the plan within a day of a U.S. Supreme Court ruling overturning Biden's executive order providing up to $20,000 in loan forgiveness for low-income and working class student loan borrowers using emergency legal authority related to the COVID-19 pandemic. Another data for progress poll shows Americans believe by a two-to-one margin that the U.S. Supreme Court has made life worse for Americans in recent years. And by a 56-31 margin, voters believe it should take a supermajority of justices to overturn federal legislation. From Michigan Democratic Party Headquarters in Lansing, I'm Dorian Tyler.
0: The first six months of the Democratic legislature has produced what is likely a record-setting list of major accomplishments. One of the leaders of this new action-oriented state legislature is Detroit Representative Stephanie Young. Representative Young is in her second term. She chairs the Committee on Families, Children, and Seniors. After graduating from Cass Technical High School and Michigan State University's James Madison College, Representative Young's first professional job was as a legislative aide to a former state representative. Through her work with several former state representatives, numerous mayoral administrations, and community advocacy organizations, Young has put her leadership and relationship building skills to use to improve the lives of her community members at every step. She talked with our Walt Sorg about the record of the 2023 Michigan legislature.
2: Representative Young, it is such a pleasure to have you on the podcast this week, and you could have a really unique perspective on this legislative session. In addition to being in your second term in the House, you were a legislative staffer before that for several years, so you really got a different perspective than any of your colleagues and more experience in the legislature than your colleagues. How is this year different?
3: So this year, well, I'll tell you, this year is so different from First term being in the minority, and this term being in the majority. But I'll tell you, my work as a staffer, you never forget being a staffer. You know what it's like preparing, preparing for a committee, preparing for a session. Sometimes I have to just throw this quick dig in there. I will tell my staff, I am a better staffer than you because <laughs> I've done the job. And having been a staffer and knowing what your rep needs, and now being the rep, I kind of know what I need and I know how to do it. So, but yeah, it's been, it's a bonus having been in this place, knowing how to navigate, working with the different departments, you know, staffers, we do all of that. We become really good friends with folks in the places where we got to get things done for our members. So those things are a bonus.
2: Now you get to chair a committee, family, children, and seniors, and it makes it a whole lot easier to get legislation passed when one, you're the committee chair and two, you're in the majority. (laughs)
3: You got that right. I mean, you already know we've been doing amazing work since we hit the ground running in January. We're grateful. Myself and my colleagues are grateful to be able to take a breath during our district days. Though it doesn't mean we've slowed down because I've had meetings and events every single day since we've got on our district summer days. But it's well worth it because when we get back to the district, people are seeing the work that we've done and people are seeing that it really affects our everyday. This not, The work that we're doing as Democrats is about improving the quality of life of Michiganders. And you can see it in the budget. You can see it in the bills that have been passed. That's what we've been focused on. And that's what we've been delivering on.
2: Of all the bills that have passed, and we've got a long list of achievements sure. on our website, what's the one that stands out for you that gives you personal pleasure the most?
3: Repealing the pension tax. Because I never ever understood why we were penalize folks like us. Some people think I look, I'm look i 58, okay? but why would we penalize people who have put in their work, who have served their kind, who have served our state in different types of ways, and then say, yeah, but we're going to take back some of that money. We're going to claw back from the folks who need it the most. And so that just was one of the things that was really most rewarding for me, repealing that retirement tax.
2: And coupled with that was an increase in the earned income tax credit, right. which goes directly to working families with lower right. incomes, people who really need it the most. Oh, absolutely.
3: I know families who have three and four kids that are going, they don't know how they would have made it had they not had the benefit of this type of assistance. Looking forward to it each and every year. And that's our goal, to be certain that these types of credits stay in place.
2: Another thing that really stands out, especially for your district in Detroit, and for other urban districts, there's some of the changes that were made in the school aid formula that targeted at-risk students as well as lower-income students. How difficult was it to get that into the budget?
3: This time around, because you know it's in there, it wasn't as difficult as it's been before. What I like to share with people is everybody doesn't understand the difference between equal and equitable. right? The, two, the first two letters, first three letters, okay, they're the same, but they're so different. I'm just like, if you're starting at a place here, and I know listeners can't see me doing my hands, but you, if you're here and I'm up there and we continue to give each one the exact same thing, I never catch up. I never reach the point where you are. And so for one of the first times we are having investments in equity, helping bring up folks that have been at risk, our young people that have been at risk. So- Again, something else very exciting.
2: Another thing that this legislature has done was repeal anti-labor laws that were enacted during the Snyder administration. Something especially important in Southeast Michigan, where you have a very high manufacturing base.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. I'm a UAW brat. My father was UAW Ford. that kept the roof over our head and food on our tables, shoes on our feet. And so being able to support that type of legislation... For working families, only makes sense. It you, I, sometimes I am at a loss for trying to understand why these things happen in the beginning. I just, I, I don't get it. I can just be completely honest with you. all. I've got to believe that there are GOP that are in labor because there are folks who are counting on these same types of dollars to take care of their families too. He wouldn't see the benefit in supporting labor. I just miss it sometimes.
2: It's interesting to watch around the country. A lot of states are enacting laws really that are designed to divide us, attacking transgender people, attacking minorities in various ways, including in election laws. Michigan is going in just the opposite direction. I would assume you got a lot of satisfaction just seeing things like the Elliott Larson law finally being expanded. The law named in honor of one of your predecessors from Detroit, the late Daisy Elliott.
3: That's right. Daisy Elliott. Yeah, of course. Here's the thing. People who know me know I have my own little catchphrase and it's simply this. Love is the work. Love drives me. Everything I do, love drives my love for people. And so when you look at expanding the Elliot Larson law, that's just what it does. It focuses on making certain that people are treated fairly. There's no reason. The thing that makes us people in general unique is just that we're all different. We're unique and we're, we're a place here in Michigan that celebrates our uniqueness. We are not cookie cutter by no stretch of the imagination. We have one of the most diverse caucuses ever this year. And I absolutely love my colleagues. A uh, representative Noah Arbit was just on Let It Rip. Let It Rip with, what's his name? I forget, cause it used to be Huell Perkins, but the other guy. <laughs> and talking about the hate crime legislation that was just introduced recently. We are making waves in a good way. People understand Michigan is a welcoming state. It's some place where all are welcome and we're here to support one another.
2: Even with all of the progress made over the last six months, and it probably is record setting, you can't get everything done in six months. What's next on Stephanie Young's agenda?
3: (laughs) Oh, now I want to get Stephanie Young. So let's just start with, in my committee. So in my committee, I'm the chair of family, children, and seniors, and we do a bunch of good work there. I had a bill package on foster care. I don't know if you know this, but there was an article, there was a news story that was done a couple of years ago, a national news story about our young people in foster care who are going to school and taking these classes, and at 18, they age out, and we pretty much kick them out, and they're going and saying, well, where's my diploma so I can... You know, start my next chapter. And they're being told, oh, I'm sorry, you only have credits for 10th grade or 11th grade, right when they're about to leave the system. How heartbreaking is that? And so once I saw that story, I, I immediately got busy. I started working with policy staff and we started designing legislation that would help both MDE and MDHS, help the children who are taking these classes to ensure that they are meeting the Michigan merit curriculum so that they can earn a high school diploma. What the young people have told me is when they, in some of the institutions and homes, they just want to push them over into perhaps getting a GED. And there's nothing wrong with the GED. And I'm not saying don't get a GED, but if you're like me, getting a high school diploma was a bit of a rite of passage for a 17 to 18 year old. It's something that you really look forward to. And I'm just making certain that these young people have the same types of benefits that after your kids and my kids
2: have. Before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the cohesion of the Democratic caucus. As we know, the Democrats have a very slim majority. It's (laughs) 56-54. Yet somehow, some way, the leadership under your colleague from Detroit, Speaker Joe Tate, has held together and gotten all of these things done. A lot of them on straight party line votes. Republicans fought you on a lot of these things.
1: Yeah, how yeah. has
2: Speaker Tate and the leadership managed to do this?
3: You know, have you ever heard of a music artist, Jarday? Jarday had a song called Smooth Operator. And I'm here yeah. to tell you, our speaker, he is a smooth guy. He knows how to get in, have communications with people, talk to folks, and then seal the deal. I appreciate his leadership style. It's not boisterous. He's not beating folks up, but he knows how to respect the members. He knows how to have conversations with you. He, guess what? We're family. I when the new members got in, this is what I said. I said this is the biggest blended family you'll ever be a part of. I promise you. <laughs> and within any family, no one ever agrees one hundred percent of the time. But it, but when it's for the good of the people of Michigan we find a way to get it done. And that's reflected in the legislation that we've gotten passed and what we've been able to present to the governor's desk for sign.
2: I suspect the Speaker learned a lot from his many years in football, high school, college, (laughs) the NFL. There is no I in team. They tell you at every level. And he's carried that forward to the House of Representatives.
3: Oh, there's no doubt. He he uses several football football sports analogy. <laughs> We're getting our talk Okay, team, this is how it goes. And I, again, I appreciate it. I'm really excited that we have a speaker from the city of Detroit who understands not just Southeast Michigan, but our entire state. You already know, you spoke to him. Speaker Tate has been all over. He has canvassed this entire state. He knows what's happening in the UP, just like he knows what's happening on Dexter Avenue. And that's what makes him a really strong leader.
2: Representative Stephanie Young from the 16th District in Detroit, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast.
3: Oh, no, thanks
0: for calling on me anytime. Appreciate you, Walt. Take care. You too, Matt. That's our report for this week. We urge you to share a link to this podcast on your social media and expand the network of Michigan Democrats receiving updates on your party's work to move Michigan forward. And we welcome your comments. Just email us, comments at partyonthepeninsulas.com. I'm LaVora Barnes. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week and hope you will be too. Party on the Peninsula is a production of the Michigan Democratic Party.